Eric, I like anybody else. I love receiving gifts, but I don't know if it's just your charm, your personality, your position as a professional podcast host or what, but you receive more gifts throughout the year than I've ever seen. What <laughs> gives? Is that right here, right now? <laughs> it could be, but I want to hear what you're yeah. doing that every time I show up, there's like a new box <laughs> for you. And you're like, should I unbox this thing? Yes, we're going to discuss right here, right now on the PodMax Podcast. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. So I have just one birthday every single year. Um, I celebrate Hanukkah. Hello to the fellow Hanukkah celebrators at that time of year. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm of the age where I don't really get or require gifts. But on, on a birthday, it seems like any age will always get a gift. But like I said, Eric, today included, we're back in the studio together uh, it's been a little while since I've been able to get over here. Good to uh, see you. Yeah, thank you. And there was a there was a brown box waiting for you, Eric Cabral, and you uh, you got another gift. I I am so humbled um, and honored to always receive any sort of token of appreciation and gift. Um, it, it just validates what we're doing. It validates um, how we're impacting lives. Mm. Um, and I, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. You know, I think just having a business and businesses, you know, for several years, I think, um, you know, you start to gain traction and, and, and build really strong relationships with people. So I just appreciate it. And big shout out to Anthony Clairvy for the gift that Josh is referring to. We got some amazing Cutco knives, um, which if you haven't heard of Cutco, absolutely made that. Now, I mean, aside from the amazing knives that they produce, they produce the most amazing entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders that I've ever met. Every time I meet someone amazing, Hal Elrod included, uh, who's top of mind, they come from the Cutco family. They they have they they're born and bred of that culture, so it, it's just amazing to me that um, you know where it all stems from and you know how it can come to be. But uh, anyway, thanks for pointing it out, and I appreciate all of that stuff. I don't know if I answered your question, by the way. So. Oh, of course it did. Because, um, I mean, and, and uh, on the other side of things, there are people who are gift givers, right? I think we're actually getting into a whole love language yes. thing here now, which I read probably a year ago. And people uh, show their appreciation through gifts. People require gifts in order to feel validated. I'm not one of those people. But, but maybe Eric is, and maybe that's what people are picking up on. I, I love giving gifts. That is my language. One of my languages is giving gifts. So maybe that's why you get them often too, right? Don't you get what you give? Literally. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. Yeah. So let's let's jump into the the show here, into yeah. our first segment, Rob, in Pro in the Know. Pro in the Know. So in this segment for the episode, we're gonna chat a little bit about the numbers. So for those of you who love chewing on numbers, those of you who love analyzing the data, we keep throwing out, and it's continuously growing, Josh. Oh, the, yes, it is. The amount of podcasts that are live or have been started, let's put it that way. 
And currently, and, and, and you'll receive and see conflicting numbers. If you ask pod, so I'm going to, I'm just going to read this quick paragraph here from uh, nine to five Mac.com, which I followed their newsfeed. It says, uh, if you ask Apple, how many podcasts there are, the official answer is more than 2 million. But if you ask that answer from podcast index, they'll say it's closer to two and a half million. But there's a media company called Amplify that says they're they are including one and done shows. Sure. Like any show that has ever been started with one episode and listed on Apple is a podcast. Over right. 2 million of those. So it looks to me during 2020, oh, yeah. we, <laughs> we were close to maybe a million. I remember you and I having these conversations going, we're at a million podcasts. You know, uh, you know we could celebrate that. Um, we're growing. But then... A million plus podcasts getting started in 2020 till now. Wow. I mean, good and bad. What's happened, and we've noticed if you look at the numbers here, and I'll read the second paragraph, is that, uh, not the second, but at the bottom of the article, it says um, that by measure, by this measure, number of podcast shows out there drops from over 2 million to around 880,000. But then that, if you start to talk about the shows that have 10 plus, episodes then you're down to 720,000. So what we're talking about here is something in the industry called pod fade where if you can't get past if your show doesn't reach or go beyond 7 or 8 episodes mm -hmm. they call that pod fade. You're most likely not going to continue producing and creating shows. And what do we attribute that to? I mean, you know, it's uh, for for those who have longevity and who are showing up each and every week, releasing an episode. We know that there is work involved, physical, tangible work, and then really emotional work, right? So, what are some of the reasons that somebody might pod fade? It's it's not knowing what's ex required and expected out of the gate, right? It's, I think, it's many, many things. One of the big things is commitment, right? A lot of people don't understand the commitment involved in creating a podcast. This is a weekly, if not, you know, multi-week uh, commitment where you're producing, you're creating, you're constantly thinking about what am I going to do? How am I going to add value to my listeners? Or if I don't have enough listeners, it's also a patient game, right? Like people want instant gratification. Like I want to have 10,000 downloads per episode. Well, that doesn't happen overnight. You have to put the reps in. And usually people are, it's just, I'm likening this to the gym as we often do. Podcasts are very much like the gym. Like you're not going to see results hmm. physically until you put the reps, the time, the dedication, devotion, and commitment into it. So that's what's happening. The people that come in in January for their New Year's resolution are pod fading by February, March, just like when the gym is empty. And let me say that I love how you phrase that because you may actually never see quote unquote results in the way that you think you want to see them, meaning downloads and increased numbers. Guess what? I could spend my life never looking at my numbers and still feel fantastic about the results I've gotten because I've identified for me what matters more 
than downloads. And you know what matters more? My self-confidence, my self-worth, my ability, my position in the industry and in life, how I feel about myself. Is that not a win? That's why I want to show up week after week, day after day, doing this show, doing my other show, creating and producing other shows, because I know what it's done for me. So in that regard, the downloads don't matter. So my expectations are in place. So the whole game is changed. So those are the results that I've hoped for and really surprisingly got right out of the gate, which was getting this boost of self-confidence to do this week after week, day after day. I love that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the last thing I want to add to this segment, and, and then we can move on, but uh, now that we hear the number, it's 720,000 or something like that of active podcasts, people actually committed doing this week to week, month to month, year to year. It's still in the 700,000, not the north of 2 million as everyone sort of gets intimidated by. But let's put it in perspective too. A lot of people say, I'm not going to start a podcast because there's so many out there. Everyone seems to have a podcast. Well, does that stop YouTube creators? There's over 37 million YouTube shows. But is anyone saying, hey, I'm not going to have my own YouTube show because, or that's like, I'm not going to write a book because there are millions, if not billions of books out there. I mean, it's really, if you think about it, probably and most likely an excuse to not do something. Mm. And look what our man Larry Roberts says right here about Podfade. The result of unrealistic expectations of grandeur when starting a podcast. Thanks for that SAT word, awesome. by the way, Larry. I love it. Grandeur. But it's so darn true because... Uh, so many people, for, for better or worse, the barrier to entry is almost non-existent, right? You need barely a microphone, $20, $30. You can literally have a microphone. And we all have a webcam. And we all have, all have access to Zoom or StreamYard, which can be $0. And you have a voice. And you are up and running, and then you realize, well, wait a minute, I'm going to have to shell out some cash in order to do this because either you're spending your money on hiring an editor each and every time you want it edited, or you're spending your time, which gets exhausted. So um, you, you have to know what you're, what you're going for. Exactly. Hey, and just a big shout out to Jada Genitasio of the On Air Brands live show. He often talks about this, and we dedicated an entire season, season two, to building a show and having purpose and intention behind it to build your business. So if you ever want to hear the soup to nuts on how to create a show, why to create a show, all the all the nuts and bolts, just go to uh, On Air Brands podcast and you'll find season two where we go deep dives into uh, all that content. Yeah. So now we segue right into the next segment, which is build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. Love it. So Eric, a while ago, you turned me on to one of the best business classic books of all time, Good to Great by Jim mm -hmm. Collins. It's, uh, it's 20 plus years old and still stands up. Uh, I'm in the middle of listening to it on, on Audible. And there was one, one section that I want to talk about, which is the idea 
of any business, any company, getting the right people on the bus, yeah. right? So, you know, no matter what you're doing, you absolutely cannot do it in isolation. You can't do it alone. You need to rely and work with the right people doing the right things. But the frame of mind for this segment, uh, I mean, for that section of the book, getting the right people on the bus, he talks about it's not about bringing on the people who can do the very thing you believe needs to be done. He said more strategically, what all the companies that they've highlighted that have gone from good to great, the thing in this regard they all have in common is they first get the right people on the bus, on the team, the people who you relate to, who relate to you, who get it, who you want to spend your time with, who are just a perfect cultural fit for what you're doing. And then once that is secured, once the right people are on the bus, then you can determine what they can and should do in regards to the overall picture. So it's almost like a backwards way of thinking that once you get it, once you grasp it, really works. And whether it was conscious or not, or deliberate or not on our part while building PodMax, looking around of the people we are working with, which is a, a, a substantial number of people, what do we have, like 12 or 15 people really as part of our machine on the team here. And especially over the last few months, I feel like the people we've attracted, the people we've started working with have fit that very definition that we got the right people on the bus and said, okay, what now is their strength? Can they, and should they do? Yeah. There's, there's, it's a shift in mindset too, because we're programmed to think um, job description, Mm. and find the person that fits that exactly mm. um and that's as as it has always been and this book really really sort of has you think differently and the challenge is executing on that new concept so for example we're talking to someone that's going to help us in our new podmax talent business uh where we get you on shows beyond the event so you know we have a job description a loose we we basically have what we feel like this is these are the these are the qualities that this person should embody um and and not the tasks at hand not the daily activities well this individual is asking what are my dailies what are what am i going to be doing weekly what can i expect i'm like i could send that to you absolutely but first here's our culture hmm. like, here's what we're about are you interested in getting on the bus so then once we hear yes Okay, here are some of the things you may be doing, not necessarily committed to this. I understand we all want to manage expectations here, but I, I had to explain that when you're on the bus, we're going to be able to modify, shift, tweak, whatever it is you're doing to really focus on your strengths and making sure that I like the bus analogy. While we're all driving, yes, the GPS is set, but we can veer off. We can we can take an exit because you like pancakes or we can veer mm. off over here because you need to use the bathroom. We're doing certain things because although we're going in the right direction and we all know where we're going to potentially be going together, we're modifying the journey depending on your needs. So she loved that. We're doing I revealed it's a she. So we're going to be able to uh, I had to remind myself of that, Josh. I had to remember like, oh, wait, no. On the right bus, 
what you are, we are modifying to you, not you to us. Yeah. And think about, as Jim Collins says in the book, the reason that this actually works better is because what if your goals in the company change? Mm. Now that means you have to scrap that person completely, which, you know, they always say you don't want to have to let somebody go and re uh, uh, interview and onboard somebody. Just a lot of time and energy and money wasted on that. So if things change, you still have the right person who you can find a role for if necessary, if your goals and uh, details, like you said, Eric, the detour, if that changes, it still just works. So the more that we trust, because I think that, sure, as a person and an, in, and an individual, I, I like to bring as much of that to the table that I'll, I'll, I'll trust my instincts on who's right, who should be on the bus. And that's not easy. It's not always easy. I know it's not always easy for everybody to do. But if I had to break it down and analyze it, I think it comes down to there's there's a level of knowing who I am, knowing where the company and business wants to go and should go and where we want to take it. And then trusting that day in and day out, the right person is going to uh, find us and be attracted to it. What happened? No, Larry's comment. Can you? <laughs> oh, it's Mark actually. Oh. Uh, I love pancakes. Hashtag bus driver. Analogy. Yeah. Well, well, in in some capacity, Mark, you're on the bus, right? You're 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 in our world, in our family. You're you you've been a, a supporter and and an advocate and a participant of uh, Podmax. Certainly, as on the guest side, you've always had your own show. Now, this time next Friday, April sixteenth you're going to be recording episodes of your show. You're turning the on, onto the host side and we couldn't be more happy to have you. So um, I will indulge in the pancakes with you as long <laughs> as there's some chocolate chips thrown on top and uh, we'll, we'll all eat them. Which we all know, if anyone knows Josh, he'll put those off to the side actually <laughs> and yeah. just look at them. <laughs> and really, truth be told, I'm also not going to eat the pancakes. Eat the pancakes. <laughs> but thanks for pointing it out. And poor, poor children, my my children, because they'll eat pancakes with with chocolate chips. And so often they're like, "Here you go, Daddy, have a piece." And I'm like, mm, "No, stop! Now I got to go on the bike an extra thirty minutes. Great M mutton, mutton chops in your pocket." Yeah, so George Costanza oh, reference. Mutton, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't put the pancakes in your pocket. Yeah. But you know what I love, Eric? First of all, I love that you knew I wouldn't eat the chocolate chips. Wow. No way. <laughs> and, and and also not the pancakes. Not but. the pancakes. But I'll be happy. I'll have the egg white omelet <laughs> with some broccoli and spinach. It's fine. Love We're it. still on the bus together. Come on. <laughs> this is great. This is great. So on to our next segment. Are we ready for that? Of course, we've, we've always been ready. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever? It's Eric Cabral, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's also Rob Ellinger, because if you actually have headphones on during that, you'd appreciate all the tiny details in that, you know, two to three second little soundbite of the uh, the audio engineer and the, the, the pressing play and the rewind of tape. It's great. 
Nice job. Yeah, if if I can just indulge in those segues for a moment, they they grow on me more and more each week. We are aware, and we mentioned this when we first came uh, to the table with them. We were aware of the ironic nature of them, right? That we're sort of winking to that sort of style of segue. Uh, but I love it. I think it works perfectly for us. <laughs> yeah, no, you're reminding me as we were building and creating those shows, uh, one of them is very monster truck-like and we were aware of it. And we we're like, should we just lean heck? Let's just go all in on the monster yeah. truck thing. I'm like, we're going to spend so much time recreating a monster truck sound. But yeah, uh, yeah it was the uh, the pro and the no one. Bro <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. But you know what? Before we had those segues, we launched this show point we didn't wait mm. for all the pieces right building while flying where have we heard that before the sasha group james orsini katie and mickey hosts we love vayner and everything you guys are doing uh but it's that concept right it's we, we didn't say well let's wait we don't we just knew we're gonna launch and we didn't have the segues the first handful of episodes we would just say it and then we're like we're gonna put the segues here and and we we imagined it envisioned it and now we got it. And here we are. Love it. So what are so, we talking about? Yeah. Yep. Have you ever, this is where we take something from the host side or the guest side of the podcasting world and discuss. So today it's, have you ever attended a podcasting mastermind in, in general or specific? And what might have that been like? Because I know that there are so many masterminds out there. I'd love to talk about a podcasting specific one and what, what that looked like. Have you? I personally have not. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm part of masterminds outside of the podcast industry, but I'm curious. So you experienced a podcasting mastermind. Yeah. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, the only difference is that the the uh, the people who are participating happen to be podcast podcasters, and um, it was good. There was a lot of support for the industry, a lot of hey, let's swap, a lot of tips and tricks of how to grow a show, and um, I was brought in um, from from a colleague of ours who said, hey, I, I hold this mastermind for podcasters. You might like it. Why don't you come in? And this just happened last night, and. What I love about something like that is, you know, Eric, it's all about building relationships, isn't it? So whether I cared or wanted to or not, to be invited into this for an hour, I had the time open on my calendar. Uh, it wasn't like I wasn't available. So of course it was an easy yes. Like, sure, let me come in, see what you're doing. Even if I absolutely hate it, it's still going to be a win. Why? It goes back to my acting in film days where my acting teacher told us, and, and, and we've spoken about this concept in the podcasting world, where as a professional, it's in your interest to really consume as many shows as you can listen and watch them across all different genres, just so you know who's doing what you start to uh, be able to analyze them and understand them and dissect them and understand the technique. That was what she said in the um, in acting class. She said, you could learn more from watching bad acting than you can from good acting. So there's, there's a lot to be said here that you should go into things with an open mind, even if you're like, nah, it's not for me. I'm not going to enjoy it. I didn't know whether or not I was going to enjoy this mastermind, but I'm like, it's going to be an absolute win because by definition, I'm going to be put in front of new people. 
That's a win. Who doesn't like that? And I'll learn something, right? We hold our own version of a mastermind. Uh, we hold our mixers every week. We have our events, which have a mastermind feel. So I'm like, let me go in and just with an open mind and see what's what. I would argue to say that isn't PodMax a mastermind? It, oh, of course. I mean, yeah. it very much has that feel, especially when you continuously show up. You know, you get to know the, the the community and you get to really take a deep dive into each other's businesses and lives. And I mean, that is what a mastermind is. We we get to know and love each other and support each other on every level. And we go deep. I mean, masterminds are designed to go deep. Um, mm. You know, tears will be shed and, 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 you know, things will be learned. And, you know, people are supposed to hold each other accountable. And we do that in PodMax. So it's funny. I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't think of this. You know, it came to me as you were talking. But if I had responded to you like, yeah, Josh, I... I have been part of a podcasting mastermind called PodMax that would have thrown your whole experience thing off. But yeah. um, I'm curious, when you were in there of the attendees, how many in there were strictly podcasters? Like that is their business. Versus what? Versus like us. We have a business outside of podcasting. Like podcasting is ancillary or supportive. Yeah. Like some people, that's their business and that's all they do. Truth be told, I do not know because I didn't I didn't get to know them before, during, or after in terms of who they are as people. I I want to think that wouldn't just by the sake of numbers, wouldn't the vast majority of them have a business that they're I don't think any of them are like living the life by making direct income from their show. I think it's, it's, it, it's like us, it's in support yeah. of their, of their business. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, and, and if you're listening to the show, you know, hit us up, you know, write something in the comments or, or ping us later. I'm curious, how many of you are making a living podcasting? Like the podcast is your income. It's putting food on the table. I mean, I talked to someone recently where that was his business and I'm like, wow, I don't really get to talk to people where that is strictly the only thing they do. How could it be though? Let's even take our friend Jordan Harbinger, who's you know a top one hundred or something like that podcaster, right? Um, literally makes seven figures a year from his show advertising, but that is not his only business. He does other things in and around that too. Yeah. Very true. At some point, the podcast just becomes the launch pad for all these other things, right? That you, you know, sp speaking, you yeah, know, exactly. selling book. books, doing yeah. all these other things. So yeah, it's hard to sort of quantify or just complete pinpoint Hey, podcast. It's all I do because it's going to generate interest and leads and business for you. So yeah, it's, it's, but I'm curious, like who started yeah. a podcast and then built the business? Jordan Harbinger is a perfect example. Yeah. And I think going back to Larry Roberts' um, definition of pod fade, you have these grandeur mm -hmm. expectations, which are, it, it, it's like pursuing an acting career. The chances of you making it big in Hollywood mm -hmm. are are so darn small. You better have uh, another, another uh, reason for doing it where you could support yourself and feel good about yourself. Don't quit your day job, kid. Yeah. And I like the word mastermind because uh, it also goes back to Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. That's one of the sections that he says uh, is 
is how to live. You need to create a mastermind. And then you hear about the people in his mastermind, like you have Carnegie and Rockefeller mm. and Edison and Woolworth. And I'm like, oh yeah, those were all actual people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woolworth. Yeah. Yeah. He was a person, right? It's like, wow. But all those people were in, in a mastermind together. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So let's recap the show and then bring our friend Todd and the you know to 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 give us a primer on what's to come. So in pro in the know, we got to chat about you know again the numbers and how different they look depending on who you talk to. You know, Apple saying that there's north of two million, and other you know, uh, you know, podcast index saying there's actually two and a half million. But then if you actually boil it down to who's active. And who's creating podcasts on a regular basis, a weekly basis? It's it's closer to seven hundred thousand. So, and what did we chat with and about? In the Build next it, segment? and they will come. Is all about trusting that when you know where you're heading, allow the right people to get on the bus and then find the exact skill and task that they're most inclined to do, and see where that can take you. But first, get the right people on the bus. Nice. Yeah. And then have you ever, we chatted about podcast masterminds. Have you ever been? And if you have, what's that experience like and who's in the room? Yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to bring on the not one, but two hosts of the On Air Brands live show, which is somewhat of a, an official announcement here. We, of course, coming on, we have Todd Genitasio, who you all know, and also Amber Furman, who is Reveal. She's the co-host. Let's bring them on and see what's coming up for the next show right now. Look at this. What's up, gentlemen? Welcome, Amber, to tying in here. Awesome uh, having the four quadrants in the view. I love this. Yes, Amber, you're muted. So if you want to come off that mute. Hey, Jake. I mean, uh, Rob, sorry. I mean, can you can you uh, make it so that there's four of us like at a different quadrant looking thing? What does that look like? Where it's what, the uh, what do you I mean, mean, vertical? The way that you don't like it. There oh, you go. Okay. See? Oh, there we go. Now we're full screen. Better. No, like no, 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 no. The way I don't like it is the vertical strips. But yeah. this is this works though. The Brady oh, Bunchy. This is fine. This Brady is fine. This is absolutely fine. <laughs> Thank All you, right, Rob. Todd, I'm, I'll just stop talking, Todd. There we go. All <laughs> right. So, uh, what you guys are talking about with the business around a podcast is great um, because no one really does make the podcast their business, right? Jordan Harbinger, yes, this guy's a top 100, like, you know, he's incredible, like 0.001% of the top, right? Like we, or I should say he's he's in the top 100 of 800,000, right? So whatever those percentages are. But when you have a platform like a podcast where you have people paying attention to you and you're building those relationships and building an audience, that's where you can launch your business into, right? And so that's the power of having a podcast and a platform. And what I'm super excited for Amber to join us on the On Air Brand Show now is talking about the mindset shift from being a consumer to how do you shift into being a creator? Because think about this, we're all, we're all trained to, we see a commercial, it's bathroom break time, refill the snacks, fast forward, right? Whatever. Like when, when we're trying to advertise on other platforms, we are the commercial, we are the disruption. We are the signal for people to stop paying attention for a few minutes. But when we own the platform and we are the content, 
we hold the attention and we have the audience. So making that shift from consumer to creator so that you have a platform and shifting your business's mindset from being uh, commercial to being content is a massive shift. And Amber is a great study in someone who has built a business by leveraging uh, a platform, having her own podcast, right? Making her transition. So we're going to be diving into Amber's uh, background, how she got started as an entrepreneur and the career that she came from as an attorney and all that kind of stuff. And my personal favorite thing is that she's a, a certified neurolinguistics programming master coach. I'm not sure what the title is on the end of that, but like uh, NLP is such a powerful uh, institution, exercise, methodology for everyone to help train themselves into these mindset shifts and understanding how to use it to create content and build a platform so that you can build an audience and build a business around it. Let's get uh, the right people on the bus conversation back. Amber, welcome, by the way. You're in. You're the new co-host of the upcoming On Air Brands live show, which takes place immediately following this on the On Air Brands pages. Dude, I'm so excited. Um, it's like being part of the cool kids, right? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be so much fun. And what Todd was talking about with the mindset side of it, like when I got into this neurolinguistics programming stuff, it was for personal personal need. Um, it wasn't that I planned on coaching. I planned on doing any of this stuff. And so this idea from going from somebody who doesn't know how it works, doesn't know how you need it, doesn't know why you need it to understanding how to use it in your business has been like the best transformation ever. And to be able to help other people do the same is really exciting. And also Amber, spoiler alert, is an attorney and we know she's using this to hypnotize the jurors <laughs> in the courtroom. So you're oh, sharing my secrets, man. <laughs> so for anybody listening, that does not happen. This is not legal. <laughs> exactly. right? For any lawyers that are listening to that, to that <laughs> for the record. And just to connect some dots here, what's amazing about Amber among quite everything about Amber, and I know you know that that's how we feel about you, and I'm guessing that's how you feel about us because ever since our first um, PodMax virtual in May of 2020, you have literally not left. You've recorded shows of your podcast more than corporate uh, each and every time a couple of times ago you said hey I want to flip and come through as a guest and you did so you've just you've you've literally have just been a staple with us and and, and a brilliant supporter so it makes it's really no surprise that we've come to this conclusion I'm so excited that we did. And um, you trusted me with your show a little while back too. I did guest episodes for the Hidden Entrepreneur Show as well. So that was a lot of fun. I got to hijack Josh's <laughs> podcast for a little bit. So I did too yeah. before that. So it seems like that's the right of passion, passion yes. before, before taking over on air brand. It's like, do yeah, I, I do. trust this person? And it's so crazy because again, we have this little voice in our head that, and I know everybody's going to know what I'm what I'm saying when when you hear this. You have this voice in your head that constantly like goes to that worst case scenario, right? Or that constantly thinks everything's about you. And so I recorded these episodes and then I sent them to Josh and I like kept checking my messengers. Like, when is he going to message me to tell me that these suck and he's not publishing them? <laughs> um, and thank God that day never came. <laughs> well, because Eric told me, don't send her that message. <laughs> Thanks for saving my ego, Eric. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. 
So this is great. Um, let's leave it at that. Um, the four of us are going to be on today's episode, but after today, Eric and I got to bounce and you guys are going to be running that, that ship, that boat, that Car, bus? I don't know. Bus. The bus. Come on, man. It was right there. It was right there. So we're going to get off the bus and then just when you look We're around, dropping you guys off up, for pancakes. Drop us off. We're going to get some pancakes with chocolate hey. chips on the side. No, there's no pancakes without us, all right? You can do anything with pancakes. We'll bring it back on the bus. But yeah, Amber, we're so honored and happy to have you on the team officially and uh, you know, sharing your story and doing everything that you do so wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we're looking forward to you guys just knocking it out the park each week. So as you're listening to the PodMax podcast, be sure to subscribe to the On Air Brands podcast as well, where Amber and Todd will be sharing a ton from their experience. It's so it's 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 you would think we did this by design folks like because the season two of on air brands podcast was dedicated to you and building a podcast to support and grow your business and here we are with the next season and amber is a direct result of people taking action and building a podcast to build and grow their business and brand so so appropriate and thank you thank you thank you everyone just, just like we drew it up on the board <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everything on the board, which looks slightly different from the last time. Usually, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I love how there's one little section that never changes, which is yeah. Good. If you're not careful, you're going to convince them you know what you're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's been times where Josh and I, we have a huge whiteboard as well. And um, we, we would be very conscious of meetings and like having some sensitive or people coming into the space and seeing what we're planning out because there's literally <laughs> numbers up there. Uh, there was a time where the we Wi-Fi had, password. <laughs> the Wi-Fi password. We don't want anyone having that. But no, I mean, we would literally have salaries up there of mm. staff. And when they'd come in, be like, oh, erase that. <laughs> And yeah, I don't, think our, new, like I don't think our new light. legal advisor would uh, allow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and thank you to Todd for recognizing we only had one wipey, uh, you know, erasable marker. marker there, yeah, and, yeah, had to yeah, stock yeah. you up. Yeah, there was, there was another. There's a gift you got, Josh. Bringing yeah. it back. It was. A you guys are gonna stuff. have like. Like it, when Harry Potter first came out, I'm a huge Harry Potter freak. Sorry, guys. Um, when Harry Potter first came out, you could go to Harry Potter land and they have like the wand and it, ex mm. it accesses places oh, that you can't cool. see otherwise. So you guys are going to have like your on air brands glasses where like yeah. you can see the stuff <laughs> on the whiteboard, right? I like write it in different ink and it's like the special glasses. As long as we have our own butter beer, whatever. That's uh, like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is it good? By the way, it sounds delicious. It's awful. Like it's so gross. It is so sugary. Um, I don't like, well, I was going to say, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to, um, they put the, they put the, um, butter beer cart right next to a pub. And so we would go get a shot and then we'd go get our butter beer right. and we would there you go. they won't mix yeah, yeah. it for us, but it's so sugary. Wow. So sugary. It's like straight sugar in a cup. It's if it, I imagine I love Guinness, and then of course, I would love what you're talking about Irish car bombs, and then mm -hmm. just the creamy, foamy richness of it. Is that what we're thinking here? Is that what it's like? It's more like a um, butter beer daiquiri, like it's frozen. Ooh, hello, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah game. it's good. Let's do it. Let's it's do good. It. That's our next um, Podmax trip, Florida, yeah. Harry Potter and Town. And coming up on the On Air Brands podcast, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about uh, alcoholic. And everyone, that was our segment we call Off the Rails. <laughs> yes. The Amber doesn't, Amber doesn't have a filter segment. Sorry, Love guys. it. Perfect. Now <laughs> we know every, at least once a week. 
Love it. We should yeah. actually get a sound drop for that. Off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. There we go, Rob. We're going to create that next. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to the PodMax podcast. And now you have met the hosts of the On Air Brand Show. So tune in and subscribe to that as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, listening. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Hope we added value in your life today. Bye, guys. Welcome to the PodMax podcast.